Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. I cannot understand how Kylie Minogue has a fear of hangers. Coat hangers. The simple coat hanger that you stick your clothes on and throw into the wardrobe. She's a fear of them, apparently. Uh, and at the same time, <laughs> in the best PR stunt I've ever heard, she's brought out her own range of coat hangers. Wooden ones, 25 quid for three of them. I mean, if there was ever a way to try and push your product, it has to be one of the one of the best ones yet. Brendan Kelly is a professor of psychiatry at Trinity College in Dublin. Brendan, surely it can't be a real thing to have a fear of coat hangers. Well, we can have a fear of anything, Andrea, and a a phobia, by definition, is an irrational fear, but it results in a conscious avoidance of the feared object or the feared activity or the feared situation. And sometimes even the anticipation of the object produces the anxiety, and that leads to the avoidance that can disrupt a person's life significantly. So, you know, a phobia is, by definition, an irrational one. Well, so, she got over the, example, the irrational fear fairly quickly when she brought out her own range of them. Well, I mean, I mean, I suppose there is a form of treatment for phobias, which is called flooding, which is where you're kind of confronted with the object that you have the phobia about in order to try and overcome the anxiety. It's usually not the best way to treat a phobia. <laughs> usually they're treated more gradually than that. Um, and, uh, you know, but phobias, you know, there are real phobias in addition to what we might be talking about today. And they do cause problems in people's lives and they are treatable. But they are, in essence, irrational fears that result in yeah, conscious so they're, avoidance. They're, they're, they're different to the legitimate fear of something. It becomes a phobia when it's irrational. Yeah. So, for example, you mentioned, I think you mentioned sharks shark there at the start. And, yeah. You know, our fear of sharks can be a very correct and a healthy I think it's a genuine fear. Um, yes, it absolutely is. There's nothing irrational about it at all. Um, so the phobias would be more things like, um, you know, like a fear of, say, enclosed spaces, for example, is a really good one. A fear of lift elevators and that can produce avoidance that can produce problems in someone's lives sometimes it doesn't produce problems people just use the stairs but that's more the kind of thing that a phobia is and mostly people know that it's irrational or excessive and they feel they feel a bit bad about the anxiety but you know there it is Um, and often this can be quite limiting in their lives so what about heights then is that a fear or a phobia well, it can be a fear. Uh, for example, it is very reasonable to be anxious when you're standing at the cliff edge. That is a very good thing. Yeah. We shouldn't be totally chilled about it. But it can become excessive. You can have people who, you know, don't go anywhere near the edge of anything ever. And this leads to a disruption in their lives. They can't do things that they want to do. So that one is on on the border. Some things are very clearly um, Phobic almost completely. So, for example, there is something called plutophobia, which is a fear of money, um, a fear of touching <laughs> money. Um, Thankfully, you don't well, have that you're one. You're laughing. You, you don't have that one. No, you've got the opposite. Let's say plutophilia, an, an, an affinity for money. But uh, other uh, phobias like anthophobia is a fear of flowers. Now, there's very little justification for a fear of flowers. So uh, that would be a pure phobia without any element of justifiable fear in it at all. I have a friend who's um, terrified of feathers. She's all right with birds, but she can't cope with feathers. OK, well, that, that, that could well be a phobia if it produces the avoidance of feathers and if that produces a problem 
in your friend's life. So, for example, if your friend, I don't know, works in a feather-based industry <laughs> and finds that they it's can a no problem. It's a problem for uh, ladies' day at the races. That's, that's what it's a big issue. Okay, so that is unlikely to have a significant <laughs> impact in someone's life, yeah. from what I'm guessing. Uh, but like maybe if it was a uh, fear of pillows, because I think some yeah. pillows have said something. Yeah, and if it led to an avoidance of such things, it could be problematic. But look, most of us have little idiosyncrasies and fears and things we don't like, and they don't cause us problems, and they can be quite interesting. The essence of a phobia is that it impacts on your life and your ability to function. So some of these more remote ones probably don't. Well, I've been asking people, Brendan, to to get in touch um, with their strange and weird phobias. And then how did they manage or did they find a way to to overcome Mm. them? Niall and Kerry says... As irrational fears go, my fear of tomato ketchup has always baffled me. It was very intense as a child, but even now in my 40s, I find it so hard to be at the same table as the tomato sauce. And it's specific to ketchup as well. And other tomato based, other other tomato based sauces don't bother me. Yeah, so, so I mean, with with that kind of thing, I know a, quite a number of people feel a sort of sense of disgust at tomato sauce. They just don't like the look of it, the smell of it and so forth. It becomes a phobia if it leads to avoidance of tomato sauce and avoidance of situations where tomato sauce might be involved. (laughs) Um, And if that produces a problem in the person's life, it can be a phobia. But some people incorporate this just fine and it's a characteristic rather than a condition. Uh, This listener, bats, freak me out. Another texter, it's the deep water that terrifies me. Even just swimming on the beach, I hate not knowing what's under uh, what's under there. Another listener, I have a weird fear of bears. Well, I don't know why. I mean, I live in Ireland. I've never encountered any bears. None of them live, none of them live in the wild here yet anyway, but I still find myself having nightmares with them. Is there, is there anything that listener can do, Brendan? Yeah. Yeah, so, so that's really interesting because you can have a phobia of a concept. Uh, in other words, like bears are very much a concept here in Ireland. They're not a, not a reality that will happen. But people can still have that anxiety about them. It tends not to lead to avoidance because they're not actually here. So that is more an irrational anxiety than an actual phobia. But those things can cause, can cause problems. And often they're treated in the same way as phobias, which is gentle introduction of the concept, you know, imagining. Often treating a phobia starts with imagining the feared object rather than actually encountering it. And that can work with mm. that kind of fear of bears that aren't actually here. This listener has a fear of barbed wire. Another texter says, I have a weird fear of discarded food and food packaging. I think it was because I kicked some litter on the road as a child and a rat ran out in front of it. Um, this listener says, I have a phobia of small holes clumped together like on wet sand. It actually makes me violently ill. Well, that's actually known as trypophobia, uh, as it happens. A fear of clustered patterns of irregular holes. Amazingly, it has a name, trypophobia. And it's, it's, it's oddly common. It, it comes off the unusual phobias. It comes up quite a bit, trypophobia. And it's really hard to know why people get it. Luckily, it tends not to impact on people's lives. So if you have trypophobia, this fear of clustered holes, um, it, it's usually not a problem uh, in your life and it doesn't represent anything bad. Apart from it being tremendously interesting, why this yeah. would, would, would seem to hold I'd such a I'd love such to chat to that texter, actually. If you want to give us a call, it's 1800 453 106. This listener says, I have a fear of watching people doing speeches or comedians, musicians, any performers at all on the stage. I keep putting myself in their shoes and imagine 
that I'm up there making a fool of myself. Wes says, my daughter has a fear of stickers. And what about Mark, Brendan? He says, how do you deal with this phobia? It's a real phobia. I think is it pronounced to anatyphobia? It's the irrational fear that somewhere a duck or a duck or a goose is watching you. Yeah, anatodiaphobia, <laughs> a fear of ducks watching you. Uh, anatodiaphobia is not very common and it is but but it tends to crop up in discussions of phobias and I, I know a lot of people look things up and um start to start to experience them. So a fear of ducks watching you is not one of the gripping public health problems of our era. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't have thought so. It's an interesting one though, for sure. Um, this listener is a fear of cats. My son, yeah, is a fear of, of pigeons, actually, specifically. Yeah, so a fear of well, pigeons... they're quite aggressive, is, is again, I mean... No, it's a quite a common thing because they have some of the characteristics of things we get phobias about. In other words, they're a bit like rats in the sense that they can uh, move around the place, they can suddenly show up, and something about the way and the speed at which they move tends to trigger anxiety, and this can lead to phobia. And also, you know, it's very interesting, the texter earlier who spoke about being anxious watching other people perform in public, Mm. which is a kind of a social phobia, which is social phobia is being anxious about performing in public, even if it's talking in a group, um, that's social phobia. But there's also anticipatory social phobia, which is either worried about yourself or others doing this as well. Just finally, Brendan, the best way to get over your strange phobia. What is the best it? way to get it? Well, don't worry too much about your strange phobia. It doesn't mean anything else about your mental health particularly. Ask yourself, does it really impact your life? You might be able to live with it. But gradual exposure is the way to get over most phobias, but go really, really slowly. You start with imagining the feared object or situation, not by rushing into it. Um, so just very gently imagining and approaching the feared object or situation in your head rather than in reality. But, you know, if it's a very unusual phobia like the fear of ducks watching you, I really wouldn't worry too much about it. Yeah, well, listen, I, I want to hear from people today. How did you get over that weird and, and wonderful phobia that you had? 1800 453 is the number. Brendan, thanks a million. Brendan Kelly, Professor of Psychiatry at Trinity College Dublin. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.